Welcome back to the Run Back Podcast with Max and RJ. I'm Max. This is I'm RJ. RJ. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, man? How's it going? You know, it's been a uh, pretty stressful week. No, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, <laughs> definitely got hit in the head with a ton of bricks yesterday. Mm-hmm. Not a real ton of bricks. I would thankfully, hope not. Knock yeah, on wood. Uh, but the AAF coming to a man. close. Not even at the end of a full regular season. Jeez. Um, yeah. We're not I, even going to like chop even, it up. We're just uh, no, going to just right off the bat. We're just going to the very depressing news. Yeah. Well... Look, first of all, I I feel bad, obviously, for the players, Mm -hmm. the coaches, staff, trainer, everyone involved in the operation. Feel terrible for the fans as well because uh, the fans that put, you know, invested money, bought merchandise, uh, you know, went to the games and everything. I I I love the merchandise. I'm one of the people who got merchandise. I love it. I didn't. I I love the merchandise. So I went to Dick's Sporting Goods the other day, and it was before the shutdown. Mm -hmm. So they, when you walk in, I'm still in news mode. Yeah. Um, when you walk in, they had aisles and aisles of commander gear, and it was cool stuff. But you got to imagine all that stuff's on sale now. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I need to hit up the the clearance section at Dick's um, to maybe but, go buy yeah. a couple of commanders gear because it seems like even though they haven't officially said that they are completely done, they're done. I mean, come on, give me. So before we break into the why and how all this happened, Mm -hmm. I just want to say my condolences to everyone in the organization, players, staff, marketing, um, I mean, equipment managers, everyone involved. Because, I mean, these these people from the top down Mm -hmm. were promised paychecks for the next at least year, let alone possibly three years. I know Mm -hmm. they had a three-year deal with the Alamo Dome. So it's, I mean, these are real, whether you didn't like the, the product of football they were putting out, which was a good product regardless. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, these families have obligations, financial obligations. They have houses, they have apartments, they have bills to pay, and they don't know where their next paycheck's coming from. Right, and I think, like you said, when it, I mean, look, all of us are upset or disappointed about it, but when it comes down to it, those are the real people that are affected by it. Like you said, a lot of the the trainers, the staff, and everyone involved, the players that apparently now need to find their own way to get back home, and Jeez. they got to figure out what their situation is. Um, just, I mean, just disappointing all the way around. And again, for the for apparently Tom Dundon to not even give the league the opportunity to just finish off its inaugural season. Before you really start ridiculous. throwing out names and I numbers, know, you got to break it down. It, but break I'm, it down. Explain to everyone out there what happened. Because it was so sudden. Right. All, it started with one notification, and then it was like a storm of, is this it? Right. So, I mean, where are we going to, you want to start from when Tom Dundon got involved in this I thing? I want to start from, from everything. Okay. What led so to this situation? So here's my thing. I, I know there's a lot of uh, vitriol towards Tom Dundon, but I think when Charlie Ebersol and Bill Polian put the league together, they thought they had a certain amount of investors that ultimately kind of backed out when the league started. So that's when we got all the reports about the payroll glitch, the payroll problems. Then Tom Dundon comes into the picture all of a sudden. And they and give who him, is Tom Dundon? Tom Dundon is the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, but he's a Dallas, Texas billionaire, uh, made a lot of money off of a subprime uh, loans and mortgage. So he's a, he's a savvy businessman. Some would say a little bit cold-hearted businessman for sure because he would really kind of make a lot of money off of uh, bad credit that a lot of people had acquired, okay? So, hey, that's that's how he's made his money. He made it all legally. All That's all good. He comes into the picture, and I think the co-founders, Eversol and Bill Polian, were so desperate to kind of keep the league running that um, that they basically gave him majority control of the league. 
And six weeks later, so we it was get, a $250 million investment. It was the $250 million investment, but more important that Tom Dundon became the majority owner of the league. So he basically got a seat at the table with Eversaw and Bill Pullian, but he owned 51% of the Lions. So there you go. That's really what it comes down to because now a month and a half later, he comes out, says, you know, we're not getting support from the NFL Players Association, which was, I don't think they, I think they were negotiating it. What does that have to it. do with Exactly. It? it has nothing to do with it. These guys weren't under any NFL contracts. They're guys that are trying to get onto NFL teams. Mm-hmm. So he's, he comes up with this whole deal about, oh, we're not getting support from them. I think that was just kind of something to kind of cover up the fact that he wanted to sort of, you know, put an end to the league, but not only that, but also take some of the, uh, the, the gambling tech and the uh, sort of innovative sort of app ideas and development. I love the app have. ideas. It's so innovative. It, it is. It really is. And they were apparently going to unveil like some big in-game gambling app that the Alliance had agreed to with MGM Resorts International. Wow. So there's a lot. And to that would have been a landmark situation. Um, for absolutely. Sports. Absolutely. So Tom Dundon apparently maybe um, had wanted access to this intel and he got some of the access to this information. I don't know whether he'll be able to move that on to whatever next venture he wants to do but that's basically how this all went down and we're sitting here two weeks left in the season and man this just uh, so explain did tom dundon take his investment back then no so he basically lost 70 million dollars of the 250 dollar million dollar investment lost 70 million basically has just kind of cut his uh basically you know just kind of cut ties pretty much so the league now stop. is out basically $180 million. Well, the league never got the full 250. Okay. So basically he's it was a week by week thing that Tom Dundon was investing into the players and and the league itself. So they never got the 250. I again, I kind of feel like Bill Polian and Charlie Ebersol, they, they you know, I, I do put blame on them as well because mm-hmm. they should have had the money in the bank before they went out, you know, to basically kind of done your due everything. diligence. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, they should have done it. I think they had investors that were interested and those investors backed out for whatever reason and now we are we're here yeah it's uh, it's a shame i mean people had their doubts at first mm-hmm. you've seen several uh you've seen several organizations several minor league my, quote unquote minor league football yeah. teams come through especially come through san antonio yeah and everyone said the aaf is different it's working with the nfl it's got legitimate owners mm-hmm. it's got legitimate coaches legitimate players yeah i mean you see some of the talent Again, I think it's a good product. I spent last Saturday just watching AF games. Mm-hmm. It was a great yeah. game. It was the express game. It was a comeback. It was fantastic. There was a strip sack fumble touchdown. Saw it. Yeah, yeah it was Orlando. phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. It was really entertaining. I couldn't take my eyes off because right. you were going to miss a highlight. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where this is more so bad luck than it is bad play or bad marketing. It was a big, unfortunate error at the top. And now everyone has to pay. Yeah, and that's again that that's what kind of hurts the most about this is, like you said, the parameters around the league and the structure was pretty good. I mean, you know, aside from you know, these are uh, players that are third string practice guys on NFL teams, so you're not getting the stars. But like you said, you're not getting Aaron I mean, Rodgers. Yeah, you're, you're not getting, getting that. Yeah, but and then you are, you know, you caught yourself seeing these games on the weekend. I caught myself. Being like, oh, I want to see Johnny Manziel, see how he performs in his first game back. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm interested to see, like, what these other guys do. There were some San Antonio guys scattered around the league. Um, so, yeah, it definitely caught my attention. I mean, so I think the idea of spring football worked. But, again, it a major, massive mistake at the top 
when they basically allowed Thomas Dundon to basically become the majority owner of the league. Again, they have ceased operations. That's as much as we know right now. It's not a full-on shutdown, but I mean, I don't know how it. How they so come what back happens? First off, it is a terrible marketing situation. The PR is a nightmare at this mm-hmm. point. You ha- can't even full- finish a full regular season, let alone a full season. Yeah. They couldn't even make it to the offseason. Yeah. So it's just a bad look all <laughs> right. around, especially when you have all these quote-unquote haters, but people who didn't think this was a legitimate venture to even begin with. Yeah. Now this just helps legitimize those doubts. Oh, absolutely. It just feeds into that whole theory of, you know, First of all, professional football or whatever is not great during the spring. I think that's wrong because that's a terrible. We narrative. saw it. We saw it. We saw it. people still had interest. The ratings there were, were thirty thousand people in the Alamodome. Exactly. Every San game. Antonio did its part when mm-hmm. it comes to that aspect of it. But you're right. It just feeds into this thought that this will never succeed unless it's an NFL situation. But it, it was I mean, supposed to be. It NFL was supposed situation. to be, and by all accounts, they were getting to that. Even the NFL Players Association was shocked and blindsided are the headlines I saw that he went this route. Mm-hmm. I think because there are some uh, some ulterior motives there for what his investment was and it was a lot of it had to do with getting the tech and the intel involved with a lot of the uh, development side of the what gambling. the alliance was doing. Because again, the alliance was able to take these chances with gambling and in-game gambling that like the NBA is not going to be able to or the NFL because those are still kind of the you know, it's still kind of a touchy subject, gambling right. in professional sports. I mean, no matter what, it's touchy. But the Alliance was willing to kind of toe that line a little mm-hmm. bit closer. So, Andrew, yeah. any questions? Okay. <laughs> Ten minutes. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> Rent right. over. Yeah. No, that's it's a shame. I mean, it's one of those things where it really is a shame. And yeah. I mean, we talk about the players and the staff and the coaches, but... I mean, also think about the local businesses that spent all that money on Commander's gear. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, HEB was, uh, you know, from the get-go, mm-hmm. very supportive. Uh, a lot of other local businesses, like you said, that were supportive already of the product because I think they saw that people in the city cared mm-hmm. about it more than anything. So, uh, yeah, that that really is just a shame for everyone involved. Do you think there's any chance they can get an investor in the offseason and they reboot it? Because a lot of these stadiums, they sign three-year leases. Yeah. So I've, I've seen some of that. Here's my thing. I think that since he owns 51% of the league, that is going to be the sticking point. He could just Thomas shut it down? Dundon, yes. But that Whether would just he be owns, out of... I know, that, and I've been reading and hearing on some of this stuff, and there's going to be a lot of litigation back and forth between Charlie Eversall and Thomas Dunn. I think they're going to go to court. But Also, I, how I, can he own it if he never actually paid in full? It, that's a good point. I mean, there's a lot of... There's a lot of stuff that we don't know yet that I think is going to come out within the next couple of weeks as far as what the league can do to move on. And like you said, maybe it's hanging on by a thread and maybe it could be rebooted. Again, the XFL opens up next year. 2020. XFL opens up next year. For people that maybe not don't know, the XFL did approach San Antonio first before the Alliance did. And San Antonio decided because of the NFL backing that the alliance was sort of the way to go. It was more legitimate. It was more legitimate, but the XFL is still out there as well. So what happens when the XFL launches? I mean, will the alliance even try and make a move back if Charlie Eversall could get control of this league and get investors again? It's uh, it's unfortunate, um, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. I think there's a long ways to go with this. There is so. a long ways. It it's is just, it's far a shocker. from over. Yeah, a shocker for sure. Like you said, um, shocker for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, you got hit by a, what was it? Uh, ton of bricks. There you go. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it really is because, yeah. I mean, we talked about it. We hyped it up. I said it could be legitimate. I had doubts like everyone, but I didn't think 
it would collapse in its first season. Right. I was Same excited. Here. I am yeah. excited. I went to the first game. It was a fun time. The fans were super hype. They ran out of food, but that is a testament to the <laughs> amount of people there. Um, oh, right. yeah, that. I forgot. Yeah. yeah remember they ran out of margaritas. That was it. Yeah, now that you think about it, man, in the grand scheme of things, uh, them running out of margaritas was the, the, smallest, the smallest problem issue that they had. Andrew, but, how are we uh, looking on time right now? We're all good. Oh, all right. thumbs up. Wow, Andrew. He's just Andrew's in a good mood up. today. We just got Schlossky's. He's like the happiest person in the world. <laughs> That's true. We just got... Actually, we've had lunch for the past two days, right, Andrew? Yeah. Free oh. lunch. Yeah. Good nice. times. Station meetings. Andrew's giving a little fist bump there. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> let's talk Spurs. Yes. We, those uh, guys. We are just a couple weeks outside the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was a win, beating the Hawks, Ooh. but it was way too close to be comfortable with going into the playoffs. Give me some takeaways from the game. Uh, DeMar had a great game, I think 29 points. But we were seeing this up and down inconsistency with him. He could have 14 one game. Right. I think there's a couple single digits games he's had. Mm-hmm. And he could also come out and drop 29 or 40. Yeah, which is what he did last night. Um, very inconsistent from the Spurs. They were on that nine-game winning streak, then just kind of hit this. So you said we uh, were good on time. I know. He's telling us three minutes now. All right. Well, hurry okay, it up, so, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. So the Spurs continue to be a little inconsistent, more than what I want to see them going into the playoffs. They have clinched a playoff berth, 22nd straight season. Impressive. What, what? Um, we're just going to try and avoid Golden State the rest of the way here. But, again, like you said, uh, Pop even said it yesterday. You know, we cannot rely – on LaMarcus and DeMar DeRozan to win us every game. Well, last I mean, night, even just, that, that didn't even happen because uh, Derek White had to come alive. Derek White finally came alive. He had been in a little bit of a slump. How weird to say that the Spurs kind of go as Derek White goes a little bit. Davis Bertans has been on, in a little bit of a slump as well. Um, so really, the Spurs not firing on all cylinders right now. And uh, they're gonna. it's going to be an interesting couple of games here down the stretch because Golden State's now up two games on Denver. They have mm-hmm. the uh, season yeah. series on Denver. They're good. I like yeah. David Sears and everything, but him saying <laughs> that the Warriors weren't going to get the one seed was a ridiculous yeah. statement. Because just out of pride, yeah. anytime of they play the Nuggets, they're going to crush oh, them. Last sure. night was an ultimate power move. Oh, you guys think you're on our level? Yeah. No, you're statement. not. It's, yeah. a, it's a full-on statement game that they're just like, yeah, you guys are not even close to challenging us in the Western Conference. So that brings me to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We got the one seed, the Warriors, the eight, or seven seed technically right now, the Spurs. Yeah. Tied for the eight seed technically, but have the tiebreaker over the Thunder. Still three games left? Mm-hmm. Uh, four games four left. Four games yeah. left. So the question remains, regardless if it's a seven seed or the eight seed, how far do you think the Spurs can go? Well, look, if they're getting the Warriors in the first round, then I think far. they'll be lucky to push that series. So to these six next games. four games are must wins. They're must wins. I, I was going to say this because they have the tiebreaker over Oklahoma City. Um, I think you gotta. I mean, you gotta at least go three and one. And I mean, we're talking about a three-game road trip coming up here with Denver, a couple of Eastern Conference. Well, Denver games. will be a good test to see. It will. It will. That's the game that's uh, tonight, actually. So we'll be. That'll be interesting to see both teams coming off of uh, on a back and back. Back to back, so um, that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, they, I think if they go three and one, they'll be in good shape to lock down the uh, at least the seventh seed. I think the sixth seed is now a little bit. Uh, I would rather honestly rest. have the seventh seed than the sixth seed because right now the sixth seed would play the Rockets, and I'm more fearful of the Rockets. And everyone says, "Oh, all you have to do is shut down James Harden." Then why isn't anyone doing that? Yeah, like no, it is I, so much easier I'm said than done. Yeah. No, I'm totally with you on that. I would not want to face the Rockets right now. If uh, gun to my head, I'd go Warriors-Rockets right now in the Western Conference Finals. That was my next question. Rockets are looking at the three seed. Yeah. 
how good do you think they can be? I think the Rockets can make the Western Conference Finals. I mean, if if everything plays out the way it does right now, I think the Spurs and Nuggets, to me, that's easily a six, seven game series. I think the Spurs would have a pretty good opportunity to win that series. Um, and then they get, you know, the winner of Houston and uh, and the Clippers right now. I don't see the Rockets We see you, Andrew, with your one minute <laughs> sign. Oh, no, it yeah. says wrap. I mean, oh, that's minute. it. Okay. Okay, yeah, so rapping. three quick questions. One, MVP. Man, you know what? You asked that question, what was it, two weeks ago? I did, and you yeah. like, and you I said Giannis. Giannis. Now? Now I've, uh, I've gone a little bit on the Harden train, man. I mean, what this guy has done has been pretty impressive. I mean, that... What's your gauge of MVP? How do you look at an MVP? How Ooh. do you rate an MVP? How do I look at an MVP? Like, as in importance. Is that a wrap? You just gave me, like, a weird <laughs> finger thing. <laughs> You're waving at me with your finger. <laughs> I think, look, okay, what... I mean, the whole argument being uh, the most valuable player on this team. Like, what would this team be without this Perfect. individual? Take off that player. How does that team look? How does a Bucks team without Giannis look? They're probably an eighth seed, eighth, ninth seed, maybe. Really? I mean, yeah, I don't I would think make they're... the argument that they have enough role players that I... <sighs> they could probably still be a four or five seed. I mean, sure, they'd probably be fighting What's with What's the difference the between Pacers? them and the Pacers right now? Well, the Pacers kind of have a have an interesting identity, even though they've lost Oladipo. But the Pacers at least have a, have an identity about themselves uh, that I really like with Indiana. Um, but okay, take take um, take Houston. <laughs> no, take Harden. No, I'm saying take Harden Houston. off the Rockets. And they fall. Yeah, what do you got there? Yeah, I mean, he carried them earlier in the season, and well, now don't that this my boy Austin River, things have <laughs> turned around. I think Harden is definitely in that place. Plus, I think what is it the uh, the point app per game average thirty six point three? It's disgusting. Which would be the um, the third the highest since Kobe. Yeah, so that's going to be hard to pass up. Giannis, I think. Look, either way, I think it'll be an interesting. Uh, that's MVP just a stupid up. number. Thirty six point four points a game. <laughs> that's so dumb. Yeah. Because like he's going to have games that he has twenty four points, right. but he also has several fifty point games. Yeah. Yeah. And All the 60-point right. game against the Spurs. So, Andrew, yeah. we're going. All right, so uh, rookie of the year, go. Rookie Re- of the real year. Real quick, because Andrew's going to throw the camera Whoa, rookie soon. of the year. Uh, well, it's I'm going to stick with Luca. Okay. I think his impact uh, from start now. I'm nervous. to basically end the season. I know Trey Young has kind of come on, but Luca's been, I mean, from the start of the season to now, he's really been a headline grabber. Okay. Um, game tonight, who do you got? Ooh, Spurs Nuggets. Ah, uh, man. A I'm, playoff preview, I, I guess I got to take Denver in this one, man. Until the Spurs prove something to me on the road, more yeah. than, yeah. Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to have Katie Blake join <laughs> yeah, us. She's whoa. a big Texas Tech fan, an alum, and she's actually headed to the Final Four. We'll That's be right back. incredible. All right, welcome back, and we are joined by meteorologist Katie Blake. Hi. Mm. Hi, Katie. Welcome. I'm so excited. Yeah, she's ready to bring some hot takes run it to dick, the Run It run Back it podcast. Do you yeah. need a song? We do hot need a song. Dancing. Do you want to go for well, it? You and Sarah. I mean, I'm not as artistic as Spivey, but I can give it a shot. I kind of like <laughs> yeah. that. Run It Back. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty good. Very impressive. All yeah. right. So let's talk Texas Tech, unless you want to keep going with your right, freestyle. No, please. Or dancing, uh, yeah, one of the two. Please, yeah. let's okay. talk Texas Tech. All right, Tech. so you're an alum. I am. Um, I graduated in 2014, spent four years of my life there. The day I graduated and we packed up and left, I cried because I didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I always tell people that story, especially if they have a you know a kid maybe thinking about right. going there. It's, it seems... 
far away and like out in the middle of nowhere in a right. weird place and like, where are you from originally houston okay so it was really like the complete opposite end of the spectrum of what i knew yeah. weather terrain the whole thing but it is the best place ever yeah okay, it's so kind of like its own little outpost i remember i drove up there uh from san Antonio, even from san antonio to mm-hmm. lubbock is an interesting drive i drove up there with my wife and it's like all these kind of winding is roads there anything in there. between Ooh. <laughs> not much. Okay, so San Angelo, maybe? Or, yeah, San uh, yeah, Angelo. Like, you yeah. get up to I-20, and then you, right. depending on where you go, you may get go by Abilene or right. Odessa. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there is some stuff out there. But it's cool because cool you get to see city. the yeah. terrain of the state yeah, change cool during your drive. Mm-hmm. So, and Lubbock itself is, is cool. Okay, I love it. so four years ago when yes. you were at Texas Tech, mm-hmm. what were the sports like? Um, So... What's interesting, and I've had some people as I've been, you know, over these past few weeks sharing about the, you know, the excitement, they keep mm-hmm. winning, you know, and here we are, they're heading to the final four. People are like, I had one comment, it was like, uh, how many games did you even go to when you were there? Like, oh, I'll wow. wait. Gotta and, love that one. Um, I love people on the internet. They're so yeah, nice. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, you have no idea about my life because <laughs> I worked, I worked for the women's basketball That's team. Right. Yeah. When I was there, I was a manager, like an equipment manager. So like during practice, Whoa. we would rebound. Mm-hmm. And I would like get hit in the face a yeah. lot. And then I got to travel with them to all of their away games. Are you a baller? You play? I played a little in high school. I wasn't very good, okay. but I was good enough to like rebound. What and pass. made you uh, decide to help out the team? I I went my senior year of high or going into my senior year. I went to basketball camp out there because our high school coach was like, "You've got to go to a camp somewhere." And I was thinking about going to school out there anyway. So then I was like, "Well, why don't you just go to their basketball camp?" How far is Lubbock from Houston? Nine hours. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just figuring. Yeah. 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 So she call. went out there. And she was like, "Well, well, we'll like two birds, one stone. You get your camp checked off. We'll do college right. visit too." And so I guess because they had my information and then they saw that I was a student, they needed to hire a manager. And so I think they were just going through maybe people that ended up going to school there. But anyway, I got this email from the operations manager and he was like, would you like to be a manager? And it's like, okay. And so I worked, this is my, I mean, this is one of a big deal for me. I worked my way up as a freshman from like the low guy on the totem pole, mm-hmm. like had mm-hmm. to do the worst stuff like, Laundry. Wash their dirty socks. Yes, all that kind of stuff. And then by my last year, I was the I was the head manager. So I was, like, I was like I was like delegating tasks and managerial Other skills. people were getting hit off the ball, right? Yeah. The rebounds. and yeah. the dirty socks. And I was and too, I was yeah. sitting and I I just delegated tasks and made mm-hmm. sure everybody was where they needed to be. So I spent a lot of time around obviously the women's program, but also the men's because as the you know as the ladies would get done. Men were coming on the court, and we'd, you know, ch- chat with them and things like that. So I saw the, the coaching changes and, and stuff like that. So to go from where we were back 2013, 2014, uh, pretty much, you know, pretty not good. Yeah. Not so good. for all you haters so out there, yeah. Katie Blake yeah. was a basketball Shed fan at Tech before take, she was a meteorologist. Take 10 steps back and sit. Yeah. So anyway. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. So, but when you were there, what was the success of the team? Um, not good, honestly, for a couple of honest- <laughs> Very nonchalantly, not good. <laughs> I mean, you know, they would make little runs and stuff, mm-hmm. but honestly, for a couple years when I was there, the women were doing better than the men. Mm-hmm. And the women got into the tourney one of my years, and I don't think that the men did. Um, so it was, 
it, there was not a whole lot of excitement around basketball at the time. Was that um, like the Tubby Smith was the head coach? At yes. The time? So yeah. when I was there, we went from um, Bob Knight, Pat Knight. Oh, Pat Knight. That's right. To yeah, Gillespie. And then to Tubby. So Tubby was there when I left. Boom. But Dropping in between, knowledge on the sports in guy. Between, we went through. No, that's up. In between, we. So I yeah. saw kind of the, all the changes right. there and the, right. the ups and downs. And so, yeah, I left when Tubby got there and felt like it was in better hands, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's been, it's just been so crazy to see over the past couple of years um, Chris Beard come in. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so let's switch sports for a second. Okay. Football. Oh. Oh, I yeah, because y'all had a, uh, I Daddy. already called Coach Bro. Before. Yes, yeah. Coach Handsome, <laughs> Coach whatever. Yeah. Oh, Coach Handsome. So okay. <laughs> they hired Cliff my, going into my senior year or my junior Either way, he was there when I was still there. And so I, you know, thought that was great. And I was. You had all access to the sports department. Yeah. So we like hung out. No, we didn't. No, went to the I've bars never seen him ever. Whoa. Never seen him ever. Like in real life. Yeah. Um, yeah. What so, would your first like reaction be? I don't know. Would you be? Would you be starstruck? I probably, but uh, my boyfriend swears he saw him in an airport one time and just kind of gave him the like the head nod that, and like a very subtle yeah. like guns up and he swears Cliff back to right. him was like, yeah. was like okay, whatever. With his Ray-Bans <laughs> yeah. and his like beard and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I, you know, I was bummed when they fired him. I under, I, you know, I understand, but I was still yeah. like, oh, you know, this stinks. I felt like he, you know, could have used another year. Um, and again, my boyfriend made a point. He was like, he was like, Kirby Hocutt, you've got to trust his his hires, like when he decides to let people go and who he hires, because he has hired Tadlock, the baseball coach, which has also taken them to yeah. Omaha um, the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And he hired Chris Beard. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a really good point. Yeah. And I hate you, but I'm so bad. <laughs> but now we're over it a little bit. So um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, not only in basketball, but across Overall. a lot of the athletics. Yeah, so um, it's it's been cool, and I'm it hasn't really sunk in. They were going to the Final Four. Oh yeah, yeah how did you're going like, to the Final uh, Four? You oh. just get walked in today, yeah. and you're just like, yeah. Uh, by the way, we're going to Minneapolis. Uh, you're going with your boyfriend? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His, and his brother, who okay. are so Spivey actually guys. told us about this on uh-huh. the weekend. She was like, oh, I just got a text from Katie. Asking if anyone could fill in for her, and we're like, oh, that's cool. Wow. It's like because she's going to the final four, and we're like, yeah. what? I feel like, yeah, I felt bad. It was a last minute thing, yeah. but the nature of the tournament. So, yeah, I'm really excited. Team what, got uh, there today, so. What are your expectations? I mean, because you saw the final four out here last year. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's going to be hard to beat. I truly, um, I truly hope that the games are. Are closer. Like I remember the national championship game. Oh, last it was a blowout. It was yeah. terrible. So yeah. I'm okay. Hoping, let's hope for a tech no blowout, though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if that happened, it wouldn't be the worst thing. But uh, like last week's game against Gonzaga was so good, and yeah. um, so I think well, it's, all eight games were amazing, or all four right. games were amazing. Right. right. Yeah. And so that gives me hope that that throughout the final four, though, they'll, they'll be really, really close. Yeah. So we just have to keep rebounding. Like we. That's what amazes me. Is like. I think the rebounding makes all the difference. And I know, you know, the offense is important, but just watching them the past few games, it's like we get those key rebounds. And that's the perfect time. Yeah. yeah you sound like Coach Pop. <laughs> Defense rebounding is exactly what Pop Keep it close. Does. Fundamental yes. basketball. Pop is always like, you know, shots, who knows if they're going to go in or not, but you got to defend and you got to rebound. And that's what yeah. I think. 
Chris Beard has really, that's been the biggest imprint he's had. On I've jumped on the tech yeah. bandwagon. There was a video we'll where- We'll over. We'll make room. I, uh, well, I've, I've, Azian not, told me, photographer Azian, big <laughs> yeah. tech fan. Yeah, there's a lot of tech people What's going on? Um, he has been all on text tech, obviously. Yeah. He went there, or he's from Lubbock originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I saw a video of Beard uh, bringing Moretti's family in from Italy, oh, surprising yeah. him, and yeah. I was like, I'm immediately on. I'm on the bandwagon. This is it. Yeah. Did you see Biggest him? Yeah. He Guns was up. Um, basically playing like a reporter and interviewing his own kids. Did you see that? No. We had like a media, you know, player breakout, and he was like, uh, "Hey, Jared, uh, what's it like playing for Chris Beard?" Like, it was pretty funny. He was <laughs> like, like in the back, yeah, like hiding under the cameras and everything. It was pretty cool. And then last year, of course, um, he talked about Whataburger too. Yeah. He said that, hey, man, if you've never been to a Whataburger, you need to go. He's telling the national media here. <laughs> Andrew's yelling yeah. us to stop. But, <laughs> but just um, a really interesting guy. And yeah. yeah that's, I'm that's a fan. Good. And like yeah. you said, good hire. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. Actually, so there's a lot of animosity between Longhorn fans and every other school <laughs> fans in Texas. I didn't realize it until recently. Mm-hmm. I really like that sign. It says shut up. Um, but nice before I shut up, yeah. uh, one Longhorn fan who works here at Walt Name Names said, oh yeah, Longhorns are definitely gonna sign Beard in the off season. They're gonna offer him a ridiculous contract. I've heard that as well. And I was like, all right, calm down. Actually, I woke up. <laughs> wow, you see your face? I like woke up, I, I have nothing against Longhorn fans, but ears. I did wake up to an interesting message from a Longhorn fan today mm-hmm. saying, I don't understand why Texas isn't in the Final Four. We keep winning all these games. We haven't lost in the tournament. And I had to explain to them that the NIT <laughs> was very right. different. It's not the same thing. I was like, y'all lost 16 <laughs> so games. The, yeah. the consolation. It was, yeah. yeah. Okay. Rough. <laughs> Game is Friday at 8 o'clock? Saturday. Saturday yeah, at 8 Saturday. o'clock. Yeah. Who do you got? I, this that Michigan time, State team right? was pretty good, man. I got Both of my brackets, I, I've, I had Tech going all the is way. Is this fandom speaking, or is this basketball professional Katie Blake? I would say, like, 75% fandom, 25% okay. my actual <laughs> yeah, legit knowledge. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I keep... Do you I'll win the KSAP bracket? If, if, if they wins? win, yeah. Future KSAP bracket champion, Katie yeah. Blake. <laughs> right just, here, wow. They just yes. can't, you know. They've uh-huh. had a few stumbles this season. Yeah. Like first Yeah, season. I mean, after they lost in the Big 12 tournament, yeah. did you even expect this run to happen? I mean, this, I mean, they had a great <laughs> year, but. <laughs> Edge is no, the best. He keeps it lively no. out here. Um, But yeah, I've got, I've got tech going all the way. Yeah. Like I said, 75, awesome. 25, but uh, they've, they've done me good so far. I will bet you we'll a breakfast see. taco Hopefully. on Michigan State. All right. Uh-oh. Here we go. Handshake. It it's nice. done. It's yes. done. It's a done deal. <laughs> yeah. I right. like uh, eggs and Oh, uh, wow. She's I like moscato and corn. Whoa. All right. Out, right from Pete's. It's right next door. Okay. And you can pick up a Fiesta, Fiesta metal. All right. Because they have their own. How nice. You're welcome. Um. Uh, all right. Anything you want to plug before we plug our stuff? Um... What about your own podcast? Our podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah, whatever the weather. So after you listen to stuff about sports, come listen to stuff about weather. We're not as funny as these guys. But oh, okay. But you're much we'll more knowledgeable. It, yeah. Probably no, way I, more informative. Yeah, we're just... We just... He throws out facts, I spew opinion, and then yeah, we, we occasionally have out. a fun guest. Exactly, yeah. Oh, this is fun. you, yeah, this time. I will come oh. back after they win it all and... Uh, Whoa. Perfect. I'll... Uh, you can uh, bring yeah. my breakfast taco when they lose. 
Hey, there you go. Wow. I like this. I like how this is going down. I only wow. talk trash because we bet. I'm actually rooting for Tech. Just want to say real quick, there are a couple of players that are from San Antonio that are on some of these Final Four teams. Kevin Andrew. McCuller, Texas Tech, and Marco Anthony with Virginia. So good luck to them. Andrew's guys. losing his mind. Andrew's the best. All right. So we do want to give a social media yeah. shout out to Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Andrew, why do we want to give the shout out to Jennifer? <laughs> on Instagram. Oh, keep Ken on Instagram. Make sure to follow us. What'd you say? She had the best. Jennifer, thank you for answering our questions on Instagram. Uh, make sure to follow us at at KSAT Run It Back mm-hmm. and at Run It Back KSAT. There we go. <laughs> Andrew is our Instagram guy. Oh my gosh. I just repost his stuff. He does a great job. Go. I like it. And I try it's every now and then. And yeah, RJ, yeah. you can post your... Uh, KSAT RJ on uh, Twitter and do you, uh, Do you so. operate your own Instagram? Uh, at times. Sometimes. <laughs> I, sometimes I need a little bit of help from uh, the guy right there. But uh, yeah. I'm waiting for Andrew to jump. I say next podcast, Andrew has to jump on and be our guest. Like, what is it to work with? Him? Yeah, I know. He's... Y'all no. keep talking and he keeps holding up the <laughs> yeah, show sign. Yeah. Oh, you and act he, like he's being like coy about it. He's waving no. it. And yeah. then... What did you say? You said, we were talking about, oh, people from San yes. Antonio in his eyes. That's where we're going to He was like, oh, my God, head. he's getting into anyway. more content. Okay. All right. Well, let's end it here because he's now, like, looking at his phone and just done <laughs> with this whole thing. Out. So make sure to subscribe, rate us anywhere you get your podcast, Apple, Google Play, um, Stitcher, what are those? Stitcher all of them. And that's it for today. Go Texas Tech. Thanks, Guns baby. up. Wreck them, baby.